Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest-guided mapping expedition to the borders of human creativity. I'm your co-host, John, and this is all my fault. I'm your co-host, Besha, and this is like at least 25% my fault as well. <laughs> How's it going, John? It goes well. It goes very well. Um, my uh, my baby is now crawling, which... Oh, no. It, it, is, it is... It's a, it's a leap past you know his uh, his usual um his former state of just sitting uh where he was in one place and playing with his toys so now the entire living room rug is basically covered in uh in blocks and uh toys of various description and it's actually kind of fantastic <laughs> although it does it does make it somewhat harder to navigate it's uh, it's pretty funny i uh and you can't just plop him in one place anymore exactly exactly i mean i can but uh the odds of him remaining there uh, are not high um and uh but it's it's fine we have we've we've baby proofed pretty much the uh the living room and so um we uh, there's nothing here that i feel like is super life threatening for him to mess with so it's uh it's 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 pretty good it's still awesome i think walking will be the next the next major concern uh and fortunately i i think that's I think that's a ways off, right, Chris? That's a ways off. <laughs> you, you know, if, if there's Shit. anything I've learned, there's uh, uh, no story that can't be contradicted by some other parent's experience, which makes it a real, <laughs> a real delight for new parents receiving receiving strident uh, advice. Oh, uh, fantastic! From, from everyone who knows who's, who knows everything, as everyone does. Uh, well, let, let's welcome back to the show, Chris. Uh, Hi, Chris. Yes. Hello. <laughs> For his long-delayed second episode, um, how, <laughs> uh, Chris has a kid. Uh, Chris, do you think you were the first one of any of the people that I know to uh, to reproduce? And so you got kind of a, a, a major head start on everybody in my... Yeah, just about everybody in all of my friend groups, actually. So, well done. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Your child is learning to uh, change location. My child is learning how to do it using public transit, so... <laughs> What's that like? Uh, I was perhaps a little more uh, low-key about it, less concerned about it um, than others were, but just because I was observing the way other parents were reacting to all of their kids having to do this as well. I live outside uh-huh. of the center, the center city area, but Josie goes to school in the center city area, and uh, we live very close to a train station, and she knows where it is. We test ran it a few times with her. And I was like, she's got this. But the thing is, is, you know, like the problem with kids isn't that they can or can't do a thing. It's if there are minor variances introduced, what is their decision making matrix for dealing with variation? That is where problems start. That is how you end up with a child who's like uh, in a hot air balloon that's on fire above the Empire State Building. And you're like, <laughs> I sent you to the bathroom. What is that? Like, the, the, you can't chain the events because there is no logical chain of events. And so that's, that's the thing uh, I think. In my dark moments, I think of, I fear that, but, you know, it's the cell phone era. All these kids are more connected than, like, I don't know, you know, a newscaster in the 50s. So it's, if something goes wrong, 14 parents will know about it almost instantly. <laughs> yeah. that, that is modern life. That is modern life, yeah. That's amazing. I love the image of your child as a, as a, as a 
very limited little operating system that can only understand specific circumstances. And if you try to give it commands that don't line up with the circumstances, it's just going to go off the rails. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by it, I mean her. No, no, no. I totally get it. It's, it's, it's one of those things I find kind of most interesting because it's what you start to realize as they gain more autonomy, or at least I did, is you are trying to equip them with broad-based tool sets that they can apply to any any configured situation outside of your ability to anticipate. So, like, you're sort of, it's like you're, oh God, I don't know enough about computers, but it's like, it's like you're coding the kernel, <laughs> you know, not the, not the interface. It's, it's super low level. So, like, if all else fails, will you know to do X? You know, if you're in the train station and somebody's pet tiger gets loose, like what kind of decision making and self confidence have I given you to deal with this situation? I could have never anticipated. <laughs> Not to be afraid of petting strange cats. That's why. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Right, anyway, that's sorry. amazing. <laughs> that was a, that was a lengthy introduction to uh, to uh, not an introduction to me. Uh, so should I should I do that this time? Am I already like I already did it once? Is it okay? Yeah, no. I, I feel I feel like everybody knows what they need to, which is that you are a man of intelligence and grace. Uh, and uh, I'm yeah, no, that that sounds it's good to me. <laughs> cool, cool. I'm in Philly. If you like, I don't know, want to want to come up for background context for any of what I'm saying. But uh, other than that, I'm pretty generic. <laughs> is it perhaps time we clued everybody in as to what is happening? I think it's about that time. Alrighty. For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, here's what's going on. For the last 10 years, every time I've had an idea, I've written it down immediately, the moment I had it. And now there are hundreds of them all piled up in a spreadsheet. So now it's time to throw that spreadsheet open and let my friends, in this case, Chris, dig through the pile and hold up whatever he finds interesting for the entertainment of me, Besha, and of course you, the listener. If you hear one you like, it's yours to run with. I just want credit. And I want to cut... Chris, what is the first thing you have found in the pile today? Okay, this one, this one I uh, discovered a while back, and, and I sort of steered away from it because it wasn't weird enough, and I was on a weird trip for the last one. But this one, this time, I really want to hear about your Shoggoth movie idea because it excites my brain in so many ways. Plus, I gather you and Besha are way better read than I am, so I'm really curious about your, both of your thoughts on, on a Shoggoth movie, which I suppose requires explanation. Well, I mean, so... I... Correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like they only appear in one Lovecraft story, which is at the Mountains of Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I mean, like, I think so that's th- true. yeah, right? Like they were they were essentially kind of like a um, a race of shapeshifters that are uh, it's, it's kind of kind of like the Blob, but smarter and able to to you know take temporary form. Um, and uh, they just they live in the Antarctic, and uh, they're very angry. Um, <laughs> and I, I just I don't know. I, I feel like if you're gonna make a horror movie. Uh, why not just do that? Like, just make a. It just it, it doesn't have to include any of that trademark Lovecraft racism. It's just like <laughs> you just just make it kind of, not exactly like the thing, but more like Alien, maybe. Where mm. it's, you know, there's like an expedition and they go down to you know the Antarctic for some reason, and they are you know they are stalked by a by a hideous monster. I you know I think that was my that was my basic idea. I. I could I could roll with that. They also um, 
if I remember correctly, were slaves of the elder things. Yes. So they could be controlled. So you could, you know, either either they've broken free of their control or or there's a there's a big bad behind them, perhaps. I, I think that was what what the what the end of the of the story was was that they had actually risen. Um, Right. They, they, they had, actually they had killed their old their masters, and they were the ones in charge down there. Um, uh, and so, yeah. So, but but maybe this implies that they. I've. There are ways. It could be yes. It could be great. I just I, I see it in my mind, and I, it's terrifying. And I don't know if I want to watch this movie. <laughs> so I just this, want to see it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This may. This reminds me. It's funny because as you're talking, I feel like way back, way back in the the, the dawns before time, or maybe just after time started when we were in college. Um, <laughs> You had some Shoggoth movie or comic or something idea, and you had like the this image of a Shoggoth in a tank, like captured in a tank. Yeah, it's very dark and black in the tank, and I love this idea of them being kind of just this like when they're not a thing, they're like ink black with maybe like a glowing eye or something that just kind of swirls around, so it's not just a you know tank full of ink or whatever. Several glowing eyes. It's yeah, like that. that I think that's how they're described in the story. It's like they're just basically an ink black mass with like glowing lamps sort of suspended in it. Um, and yep. yeah, it, it it was a very cool image, and uh, you know, I I I lacked I lacked the technology to otherwise um, to yeah to make that anything other than just an image that I, I must have described to you at some point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it makes me think of uh, a little bits of the newer Alien movies, which are very sad and disappointing, but they involve like a a black ink that kind of corrupts things around it. Oh, and God. then And then um, also Annihilation, uh, which <gasps> I guess I guess spoilers... Spoilers if you can spoil a movie that really challenges you to, to wrap your head around it in the first place, but um, mm-hmm. it... The, the mimicry at the end and the sort yes. of the the yeah. yeah all of that and just digging into this idea I guess and I guess in the Lovecraft and I obviously don't remember it that well but they have enough intelligence to rise up and sort of have autonomy but I would I would love an exploration of like I don't know like I guess this is a Lovecraftian idea too like when when humans hang around in the woods of New England too long they turn into horrible things what if what if these things <laughs> What if these things were up in the Antarctic so long they kind of came beast became bestial versions of themselves that maybe they don't shape shift until they have outside stimulus like oh. so, so the characters interact with them at first as they are but because the thing about Lovecraft that I always liked obviously this is not unique to me or anyone who's ever liked Lovecraft but I feel like the Shoggoths are less about the mind wrecking horror of just knowledge like oh I saw it and it was so crazy now I'm now I'm writing this crazy journal. I feel like I feel like the the Shoggoths would kind of, they kind of lack that in the mythos. It'd be kind of cool if like I don't know. They, they, yeah, there's some I don't know. One of the big elder guys is down there, and in, in waking up the Shoggoths, they accidentally stir that thing up too. Because I always like that balance of uh, uh, yeah, it's the 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 not knowing is the scary part, right? Agreed. You know? and, Agreed. And so, how do you get that out of something that can just look like another person and then not start retreading the thing or whatever? I would like to give a shout out um, to Elizabeth Bear, Elizabeth Bear's story, Shoggoths in Bloom, mm. where they are just sort of a like local curiosity <laughs> off the coast of Massachusetts, <laughs> and they're not evil. They have this facet. They reproduce by exchanging these little spores, and um, no, they don't even reproduce. They evolve that way. They've been here 
ever since the elder things abandoned them. Uh-huh. Um, and it's and it's in the context of World War II and uh, slavery and autonomy and um, they're being studied by a scientist who doesn't want to get involved in the whole thing and comes to understand that uh, he is the only person who knows that we could actually take over these Shoggoths and use them for evil. Hmm. Um, but they're just portrayed as sort of like really blobby sea lions. <laughs> um, if sea lions didn't occasionally like go off and bite people. They're just they're just kind of like chilling out, you know, oh, off the coast cool. of New England. <laughs> what's what's the author's name again? That sounds amazing. Uh, Shoggoths in Bloom. Okay. Uh, um, Elizabeth Bear? Elizabeth Bear. All right. Yeah, it's excellent. I, nice. It's time. Nice. I'm going to have to read that. I just I just finished the second in the Sacred Throne trilogy, which has totally gripped my mind, and I'm, I'm casting about for my next thing, so maybe this will be it. <laughs> I have many Elizabeth Bear recommendations. That is a short story, though. So. Cool. Well, I'm a huge short story. Like I'm a short story collection junkie, so that's oh, a great perfect. entry point. Nice. <laughs> and it's in fact, it is in fact the title story of her collection. Excellent. One of her collections. Oh man, I'm, I'm super excited now. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to my local bookstore and feel all self righteous by ordering it from them instead of Amazon. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's half the fun. <laughs> Already, what is next? Uh, the uh, so I, this this one I, is interesting to me because I feel like I know where it's headed, but. Knowing you, maybe I don't know where it's headed. Uh, the Aowin loophole, which and Aowin, I assume, is the I am no man, choppy choppy woman from uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, I don't. What is that? To just to really boil under? her down to the, her basic elements, you know. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, wh- what is that categorized under? Story. Crap. Is there anything so, else? Gather around the fire. No, it is the Aowin loophole story, and it is blank in every other way. Oh crap! All right. Um, I, I mean, I guess this. Hmm. Is it just an assessment no of like, like what what that implies? That is she some sort of super? I don't know. It, it it or is it or is it less about Aowen and more about like why wouldn't you have closed that loophole? Uh, maybe some combination of the two. Where like there's where there's a story where oh. there's another prophecy of that type. Do we need to explain the loophole? Like, I, I realize maybe some people don't know what we're talking about. Um, I Just in case, I suppose we might as well. And I don't remember if it's in the books. Oh, it's definitely read, in the books. Okay, I read the books. There's actually a picture of Josie in the, like, blanket that everybody gets when they have a new baby. There's a picture of her laying next to a copy of Lord of the Rings that I was reading <laughs> at the time, which means I don't remember almost any of it. Um, yeah. It yeah. isn't represented in the movie, but... but Eowyn, daughter of Horse King Theoden. Yes. Um, of the Rittermark, if I'm not mistaken. Man, I, I need like uh, I need a, somebody next to me feeding me all these words. Um, <laughs> she faces down one of the wraiths, the sort of king wraith. Or yes. Head yeah, wraith the head one. Mm-hmm. On his big dragony thing, and he's like, "No man can kill me, and I'm no man." Is what her response. And then in one of the best scenes in the movie, she just chops the shit out of, or you know, she stabs him in the face, and he crumples up. Yes. Yes, like yes. A, like a piece of hot metal getting touched by cold water or something. I don't know. I love that effect so much. But it was very good. Um, but yeah, that definitely appears in the in the books as well. Um, yes. Yeah. I I have to imagine that this was maybe like the the seed of of, of a of a story where, of, that I had. Where yeah, like something similar happens. Um, 
but what uh, why I shit I have no idea past me once again done fucked up <laughs> I mean I mean is is this I don't know is this, is this it feels like an idea if it was in that foundational of a novel it has got to have been picked up by somebody at some point and you think that it would have been yeah. that more would have been done with it but I feel like no right which is right. weird yeah not to mention that it's a it's a takeoff of no man born of woman right right the um was it Macbeth uh, it is whoever beats Macbeth. Right, yeah, yeah. from his mother's womb, untimely ripped. Right, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it Macduff? Uh, no, I think that was definitely... Because wasn't Tolkien a, 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 a big a big um, Shakespeare nerd? nerd? I think that he was. <laughs> um, that tracks. I could see a... I, w- I would actually straight up read a short story collection called The Aowen Loophole that involved this. <laughs> um, they don't all have to be Aowen. They don't all have to be women, but uh, I would totally read it. Yeah, yeah. Something... I, I think that was where, where past me must have been headed, because I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Well, some, Well, you know, that's what this podcast is for, right? Just till that rich earth so somebody can... Uh, can plant something in it. So. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, next up is something that uh, you know, I, my bare understanding of what the amazing race is means that I can really mentally expand into this space by uh, using... It, it says Ryan King next to it, so maybe you're just logging somebody else's uh, idea. The amazing race for mafiosi. Yes, that is exactly what it is. Um, I was I was at a party somewhere. My buddy Ryan was talking, um, and we came up with this notion. And I, uh, uh, yeah, it was definitely his idea. But I, I, I have never seen the Amazing Race either. But what I gather is, <laughs> it's like teams of two people who are tasked with getting to a place, and it's it's hard to do because it's like you know they have to go very. And then they're they're each team is trailed by a camera crew, uh, and it's like whichever team can get there first. And there are somehow there are constraints on um on you know like which modes of transport or whatever I mean this is what I imagine right because otherwise why wouldn't they just buy a ticket and fly yeah um <laughs> I feel like so, there's also riddles or something I don't know yeah, yeah that's my understanding so I I would I think we, we wanted a version of this but for people yeah but for people who were in the mafia <laughs> So 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 uh, let's take bets on how far into the first episode one of them just grabs the producer and threatens to cut their ring finger off if they don't tell them the next places. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but like if we set aside that, I, what I like about it is the 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 basic. It's sort of the Godfather tenet of like if no one's going to protect you, who protects you, and how do you enforce your will to protect? And so like. I just is it were you imagining a sort of com- competition between them or that you just see them trying to like mafia guy their way through the race like you know you're <laughs> going to give me a ride in this cab and you're not you're going to do it for 400 miles cuz you know I don't know or in, else. insert insert statement here that sounds mafiosi Honestly I think it was something closer to the latter where I kind of wanted to see like what different teams of mafiosi like how they would approach yeah, like wh- what does what does mafia guy problem solving look like, as opposed <laughs> to like civilian problem solving, right? right. Like, yeah, uh, yeah d- like do they what what methods do they employ that are that are you know lateral criminal thinking? I just want to see what it looks. <laughs> yes, I'd be very curious. I this I also have not seen the Amazing Race, so I don't know if they know ahead of time 
like more than a step ahead where they're supposed to be going. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but having just started Peaky Blinders season four, I know that mafiosi are cunning and they're thinking a step ahead. And uh, they should have their accomplices dressed as like plumbers hanging out in the in the next place to <laughs> to you know take out their competition or something. Yeah, I, I, I sorry wanna... that didn't that really only makes sense if you've seen this this season of Peaky Blinders with uh, Adrian Brody handing it up. Amazing, <laughs> nice. But yeah, He's so I, visibly having so much fun. And it's that kind of like next step thinking that I I think we would make it also sort of thrilling to see them try to keep mm-hmm. the show's integrity going because like in the if you all know that your destination is a hotel in denver like whoever gets to the hotel first man look out they're yes, they're, exactly. gonna, they're gonna be do like not order, they're gonna be like do not open the door to room service <laughs> right exactly like check under the bed don't start your car that kind of stuff. Yeah. exactly <laughs> nice nice uh, and then you could do sort of an international organized crime episode once you get momentum going. And, yeah. Right. The triad. Yeah. Has yeah. A team. yeah. See how different gangs from different regions, you know, do their thing. Oh, but that's it. You you have to send them through other gangs' regions. <gasps> oh. Of course. Yeah. Oh, that's. Uh, see. <laughs> see, this sounds like a comic now. Like, just like a crazy-ass comic fight. Yeah, all right. Okay, so so uh, continuing continuing the theme of uh, pot- potential violence, the, n- the next thing on the list was, and this is one that we talked about last time in the last episode, but I honestly can't remember what our conclusions were. And it, it was really hinging on my confusion about does quartz weaponry for airplanes means mean crystal-based mounted weaponry versus I built this weapon out of quartz, therefore you can't prevent me from getting it on the plane. And I, and I, and I assume, again, that you mean some sort of, like, long sliver that can be used like a weapon versus, like, I don't know, I, I, is quartz strong enough to contain a, a, a bullet exploding? I don't know. I, yeah, uh, I think what I was envisioning was because it's it, it, it's it's a crystal, um, and I, I I'm not sure whether it would register. It definitely would. I mean, obviously, like you can't like on on your person it's a solid object. Yeah, it's it, but but if you if you tuck it into you know your your carry on or whatnot, right? Like, um, does it just look like like a like a you know like who knows? You know, but yeah, I'm from Southern California, and I I'm I'm a person who believes in crystal healing, and yes. so. Uh, uh, this is just it's in there but then you know like once you once you're on the plane you can take it out and kind of like maybe wrap one end of it in uh in 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 your shirt <laughs> sleeve or whatever and it becomes a stabbing weapon right right <laughs> i guess i yeah oh man i'm trying to think like because uh, because nowadays i think there's at least what i've read the two big defenses against attack on airplanes are the reinforced cockpit doors mm-hmm. and the fact that most people now realize that if you just try to to get through it, you won't. So you, it is in your interest to disrupt the uh, hijackers. Totally. Mm-hmm. And totally. So I feel like the courts, like you'd have to, yeah, your your courts, your court stabby thing wouldn't carry the same weight that maybe it would have, you know, prior to two thousand one. So. Yeah. But, so Agreed. I guess I, I guess I don't even know. I don't even know how old this idea is, but. Uh, Neither do I, to be honest with you, and I I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, no date. I I I think uh, yeah, I think maybe this was just a a a, a thought experiment. 
more than anything else. Can I just uh, bust in here and tell you what I'm envisioning here, which is my current strongest uh, association for crystals is like extremely witchy lesbians who are into (laughs) astrology. Yes. (laughs) And I like like several of my friends, and I'm just imagining a like witchy lesbian in a broomstick skirt trying to stab someone. With a long crystal point, with like the handle, like a like an improvised handle wrapped around it, and it's been sharpened into a shiv. Yes, and they're like, "It's Virgo season, bitches." (laughs) (laughs) So I'm down, but I don't know that it necessarily has to take place on an airplane. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and I guess, I guess if you want to, if you wanted to, it's, it says product here, which is an interesting category for uh, <laughs> what sounds like an implement for causing domestic terrorism. But uh, the uh, the idea of uh, if it was a story, then it's sort of like we could really play off that Besha and say like, well, if I have my powerful crystals through which I harness my energies, what what can I do? Like, oh, it's here's my little bag of shiny crystals, and then you get on the plane and you, uh, I don't know cause it to torsion in the center or something because you can master natural forces yeah you combine your aquamarine and your amethyst and suddenly you have the power of this is where i really wished i'd watch steven universe (laughs) (laughs) oh you should it's so good oh my god it's so good all right i'm done i'm done advocating it's on the list good good yeah my 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 daughter me my daughter started watching it i got sucked into it my wife got sucked into it my sister-in-law got sucked into it i think if it's that's sort of like a, a meter. Like if you get to my sister-in-law, like everyone needs to see this. <laughs> it is. It really is quite good. I uh, I'm a, I think a season behind, but um, I do love it quite a bit. I I think I can hear my baby starting to make some noise from the room where he was napping. So uh, we, I think we have time for maybe one more quick one. Then let's go with a quick one that I think we can all get around, which is uh, tikka masala hummus. Which we may have talked about previously, but I just I want to keep putting that out into the world because tikka masala is amazing, and I would like some hummus with it. Uh, we, we come up with so many bullshit flavors of hummus, right? Like, uh, didn't wasn't this a thing that I think this got circulated on the internet somewhere that somebody, some company, some foolish company had put out like a sweet hummus, like fucking strawberry or some white person <laughs> and bullshit. I, I want to say it was captioned something like, are white people okay? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just, just no. Just why? You know? Um, but, like, yeah. I Tikka masala hummus. There's, I'm sold. Let's, let's see it. Let's, some, I mean, somebody make this happen. It, it could be... It, this is the kind of thing that actually can be tested from home by anybody who has had Indian food for takeout, and they've right. got the leftover container of sauce, and they don't know what to do with it. Just... Put it in your hummus and just see how it is and report back because I suspect that it is incredible. Yeah. Sold. Same. Excellent. It is now time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest. Does anybody have a terrible recommendation or an idea? I have uh, I have them, but I will I will defer to our guest if our guest has them because 
Uh, my my idea was really based on the fact that I really enjoyed a sandwich I just ate with cherry pepper relish on it, and I'm really sad that cherry pepper relish isn't on every table in every restaurant in the entire world. But that's I don't know how much depth there is. I'm kind of curious to, to that idea. Also, I know that John will object immediately, so yeah. I'm really curious. It's a condiment. John's going to be <laughs> Exactly. John wants clean tables everywhere in the world so he can eat his plain things on them. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it's not that, I mean, it's just that my list of acceptable condiments is just, it's guacamole, bacon, hummus. I feel like that's about it. Like, uh, you know, um, yeah, I'm not, papalote salsa. Those are, those are the four acceptable condiments. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, why not? This is, you could add cherry pepper relish. Is that cherries and peppers together or is it a kind yeah. of pepper called a cherry pepper? Yes. Okay, and it is delightful and spicy, but not too much, and it adds such great flavor, and oh, it's so good. And also, I was I was really hungry when I ate that sandwich, so it was really it was really particularly good, which is why I wanted to hear Besh's yeah. idea because I feel like mine is just me saying I like the the, oh. the lunch I bought. I think I think it's a good idea, and I want some now. Um, <laughs> I have I have a I have a terrible recommendation and a good idea wrapped up, which is um, I know that we generally don't talk about what day it is on this podcast um the great thing is i can say it's been a fucking terrible week in american politics and it was evergreen (laughs) yes so after a terrible fucking week in american politics i highly recommend volunteering with your local chapter of habitat for humanity because you are doing good in the world and you're hitting shit with hammers oh for like an entire day so i did this yesterday and i feel like no i felt Amazing because I could picture specific faces that I was hitting as I was trying to get these top plates on, oh. and and plus they put up big posters of the families who are going to live in the houses because they've already got that arranged, and it's heartwarming. My terrible recommendation is to think that you're going to be able to get up at seven o'clock in the morning the day after you do that. <laughs> None of my muscles are working in the way I expect them to. My hands are like, you did what? Um, but highly, highly recommend hitting things with hammers therapeutically. That's that is fantastic. Agreed. Nice, nice. Yeah. We're, it was just a work team bonding event, but I was like, God, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that does sound really good. Give me more hammers. That's great. Hell yeah. Well, uh, perhaps we should tell everybody where we can be found on social media. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, my whole deal has been streamlined thanks to my friend Jen, who is Jennifer Marie on Twitter and is amazing. Uh, you can hear episodes she's appeared in uh, on the archive. Um, just go to flavor.country for links to all my social presences and stuff I make, including my Twitter, Instagram, and newsletter, which I'm just going to say you should subscribe to. It's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. You can find me on Twitter as Besha, B-E-S-H-A. And you can find me, Chris Rugen, uh, on Twitter at rdesign, that's the letter R, followed by the word design. And if you haven't yet, you can subscribe to this show by searching for Idea Factory Giveaway in your podcast app of choice. If you don't see it in your podcast app of choice, ping John and he will get it added there. If you are already there, go ahead and leave a five-star rating and or a nice review. It would help us out a lot. And if you've already done that, why not tell a friend? Why not tell several friends? several friends tell five friends and tell them that they each have to tell five friends or the spooky ghost will come and curse them (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it uh thank you for listening and remember if you've heard an idea you like go ahead and do it i just want credit and i want to cut
Doo-doo. Doo-doo.